Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Strong Mom, welcome back to another episode. And today's episode is going to be a little different. So usually I have an episode on a very specific topic. I do research, I have notes, there's usually a lot of takeaways. But today's more going to be more of a conversation. This is going to be me being vulnerable and sharing my insights, my consciousness, my uh, confessions is what I'm calling it from quarantine and how I am turning that awareness into a silver lining and coming out of quarantine with this new consciousness of how I can evolve uh, myself. And so the whole point of today's episode is I really want to um, inspire you to do the same. I really want you to aspire and look back at quarantine and see it in a different light because I think it's really easy to kind of get down on ourselves because I was kind of doing that too. I was like, man, there's all these things I said I was going to do. I fell off track, quote unquote. Um, You know, it just wasn't the time that I thought it was going to be or what I made out of it. But at the same time, there was a lot of awareness that was brought up to my attention of things that I need to work on. And even some things that I really thought I had done the work on over the years as far as my mindset that it really shed some light on that. And so I want to share that with you as well. This just kind of lay it all on the table. I want to be really vulnerable. Um, So that way, like I said, it inspires you to do the same and also realize that, you know what, we're human. (laughs) And this was a really interesting time, um, you know, that we all went through collectively as a a country, as as the world. And um, there was a lot of uh, energy. I'll just say that much. And I'll explain to you what I mean as I go further into that. But to start off, I am like, where do I start? Um, you know, let me start with this. Let me tell you this analogy or metaphor. My, it's it's called the orange metaphor. And if you don't know who uh, Wayne Dyer is, he's like the uh, he is such a motivational, inspirational, uh, you know, person or guru, whatever you want to call it. Before Tony Robbins was even like Tony Robbins, I even I I want to say that Tony Robbins even might have you know followed Wayne. Uh, if I can say his name right, Wayne Dreyer. And and so he has this analogy anyways, and it's called the orange metaphor. And so what he says is he, you know, basically this is the gist of it, is when you squeeze an orange, what comes out? It's like, duh, everybody knows. Like orange juice, right? Like when you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. It's not... You know, it's not apple juice. It's not grapefruit. Like, it's always going to be orange juice. And he uses this metaphor to um, really create awareness about what's inside of us. Because when we're triggered, when somebody says something ugly about us or we, you know, think something negative about ourselves, when we're quote unquote squeezed, right, or triggered, what comes out of you? 
And it really is a good realization of like when you're squeezed, <laughs> like what what is in you that's getting released? Like that is that has nothing to do with the person that said the thing because it's really easy to be like, oh, well, he or she made me an ugly person. And it's really, you know, if you think about it, if a person that is peaceful and calm and confident and um has all these positive qualities and you somebody says something ugly to them and they're essentially quote-unquote squeezed they're not triggered in a negative way they they have grace to let it pass and that's because that's what they have inside of them so i think this is a beautiful metaphor to uh really shed some light on the quarantine too because if you think about it a lot of us were squeezed <laughs> there was a lot of stress um there was stress of homeschooling for a lot of us if you're listening in um um, in the same area I live in the oil field, there was a lot of layoffs. And there for weeks, I mean, they were doing layoffs at my husband's job. And luckily, uh, the, like as a blessing, he's still there. But it was so stressful. Um, so there was a lot of stress going on. There was a lot of stress collectively. Like I say that because you know, I felt it. I had a lot of anxiety, um, you know, catching myself scrolling through social media. And it was just a lot of negative energy, even going out and grocery shopping, I would feel like it would make me anxious. And it wasn't because I'm like, I'm not I have no anxiety about the actual, you know, virus that that doesn't bother me. I'm not worried about that. I know I'm healthy. I think I know I'd overcome it. But it was more just the, the emotions that everybody else was like being, you know, I remember the first time going grocery shopping, especially when things were so s- scarce. And it's like, you couldn't even like smile and look at somebody like everybody was just like staying in their own lane and had like this, this vibe of like, don't look at me. Don't even look in my direction. Don't don't breathe on me. And I really felt that. And I think a lot of us probably did too. So in a way, like we were squeezed. And this was a trial to not a trial, but a test of what do you have inside of you? And what do you really what are you holding on to? You know, a lot of us, we don't realize that until our buttons are pushed. And I, I like to think of myself as a very um, positive person. And I am I, and I am a positive person. But at the same time, um, I got squeezed. And some of the things that came out of me is not things that I would like to have dealt with, you know, or, or liked that to be the result of it. You know, there's times where in all transparency and honesty, like the whole homeschooling thing was a really struggle. Like with Kaysen, it's very hard to get him to, to focus, you know, um, it was like teaching a goldfish and it was very struggling for both of us. There's a lot of tears that he even shed because he just didn't want to do it. So it was a fight. And there's sometimes where I would lash out and I had actually just cut off right now because he's messing with his sister. <laughs> it's like, he just can hear me. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of, um, moments with my kids where I was like about to lose it. So I, you know, we're not alone on that as uh, you know I don't want you to ever think that I am above anybody or I'm like I have I there's still shit I deal with and as you can see I'm gonna tell you guys a lot of that shit that came up for me that I like I said I thought I dealt with you know um I my patience like was very tested as well you know throughout this but anyways going back to what are some of those things that I figured out so one of the things I figured out is I still have an issue dealing with self-sabotage. Um, I talk about this a lot. I call it the all or nothing mindset. Like if I can't do everything right, then why do it at all? And that's a perfectionistic mindset. Okay. It's very self-sabotaging. And I thought that I had dealt with that. And I thought that it was in the past. But what I found out is 
I am very, and this is another like aha moment is how important routines are because what happened was essentially my routine got upside down. I couldn't go to the gym anymore. I'm so used to going to the gym. I don't even have workout equipment at home. I had to buy like resistance bands off Amazon, but I never work out at home. It's totally out of my routine. And I struggled with that. And even the mindset, like I kind of would go back and forth of like getting and hyping myself up like, okay, no, this is a time you can really focus on doing something that you're not used to doing. You know, I try to like focus on like doing handstands and like different things that I normally wouldn't do in the gym just because I didn't have access to that quick going and being positive in that way but then coming back and being like damn like I'm probably gonna lose my gains like I can't this is not the right resistance that I need in order to make progress and it was just like this back and forth battle and so I did find myself dealing still with that all or nothing mindset where like if I can't go all in then what's the point and to be honest I didn't work out as much as I wanted to um I did stay pretty consistent for a while but the past man, maybe like two weeks, I've been just like kind of falling off. And that's kind of where this thing came to a head. And I realized like, you know, especially next week, we're getting out of quarantine. I was like, okay, Jessica, we got to get our shit together. um, And let's not make this time off a reason or, you know, you being quote unquote off track a reason to guilt yourself or dog yourself. Like, let's turn this into a positive thing about how can we come out of quarantine even better, right? Like, what are those things I need to work on? So the one of those things is I need to work on that all or nothing mindset. I need to be resilient to changes in my routine. Now, this is kind of like a double edged sword, because it just proves like how important routines are. And I do I have a routine and it's around going to the gym. And whenever I noticed when that was off, especially also my exercise, it's like the rest of my day kind of went to shit, especially around my eating. So for me, exercise is really that cornerstone habit that sets everything in place for my day. And when I didn't have that, because I was struggling with creating a new routine around working out at home, doing things that I'm not used to doing, like completely different workout, I had to battle that internal thing in my head about like, okay, how much is this really going to be? Like, is this worth my time? As far as a workout goes, it's really hard for me to get into that workout. And especially I think a lot of it had to do with just it wasn't my normal environment. Environments do matter when it comes to habit. So that was something I feel like I really need to work on is being more resilient to changes in my routine. How what are those things that I could do that would help keep me focused Um And kind of think about that, like my mindset shift around self-sabotage. I was like, okay, there's still those things because I noticed I was using buffering. And if you listen to the last episode I did when it came, uh, it was about cravings. And we talked about buffering and how we can use TV. We can use... um, food as a way to buffer from our emotions. So this is the next aha uh, moment I had is realizing that there are emotions that I still struggle with dealing with and anxiety. I had a lot of anxiety this quarantine. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with energy. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, all the the negative energy um, that was going around. And I really let it get to me to the point where it's like I didn't do the things I wanted to do. I wanted to buffer. And so it was like, you know, intake in in just all this negative stuff, you know, scroll Facebook, social media, read things on the news, and then get like this negative energy. And then it's just like, I wanted to just like hide. (laughs) I just want to do nothing. And so then I found myself watching Netflix more than I wanted to eating things, um, indulging more than I wanted to in foods that, you know, are usually not my choices of food. So that's something else that I realized is um, buffering. And then it 
kind of made me think about exercise. Do I use exercise to buffer? Like, is that, I know exercise is great. And I think, I mean, of course, everybody should exercise. But for me, it's very meditative. So I can like get out of my head when I exercise. I get in my, I get out of my head and I get in my body. And then it started making me think, okay, now that I don't have exercise, I was called my happy pill. Was I using exercise as a way to buffer and not deal with my emotions? So that was something that was kind of like, hmm, I wanted to think about that. So I kind of had to this past week really be like, okay, I have this anxiety. I got to do something about it. I got to just sit with it. And if you listen to, once again, the last episode I did on cravings, I talked about the 90 second rule and it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to pass if you allow it. But what a lot of us do is we re-trigger that emotion by thinking of, that thought again, like that negative thought. So every time you're thinking that negative thought, you're reactivating that negative emotion. But if you can just learn to sit with that emotion and not re-trigger it with your thoughts, it will pass. And I was like, you know what? Like, I know this, but I'm going to start really practicing it. So I sat down when I had anxiety. I kind of meditated and just kind of relaxed and meditation doesn't mean you just don't have any thoughts like that's just not possible with your mind it really just is calming your mind and bringing awareness to thought and so I did that and then I just I even I said it in my head I even said it out loud it's like okay I want to I'm allowing this emotion I'm going to feel this emotion and then I'm going to let it go And I really focused on that. And sure enough, a minute, it was like really intense. And then after that, it just started to dissipate. I was like, wow, like I'm onto something. If I would just take the time to sit and do this instead of beating myself up for having that emotion, because I'm really bad about that too, guys. Like I always feel like uh, I'm always chasing happiness. And I think this has to do a lot with dealing with depression for so long. I dealt with depression for like a decade. And so when I am thinking negative in my head, I kind of panic and I'm like, okay, I'm going down this road again. Like, I don't want to go down there. So then I try everything in my power to make myself feel better when the reality is that feeling negative is just a human experience. It's just part of the ebb and flow of being human. And I need to learn how to accept that. And instead of making it mean something about myself, you know, that, oh, look at you, you're like, you can't control your emotions. Now you're going through down that, that negativity hole you're going to end up being depressed and not letting my head go that and just saying, you know what? You're human having a human experience. Feel it and let it pass. Feel it and let it pass. So that is one of my biggest takeaways, I think, moving forward is is learning to do that um, more, you know, and starting to realize, like, I used to meditate every morning and have this morning routine, and I kind of let that go, and I've just recently started doing that again, not every day, but, you know, most days I'm trying to do that, and I notice a big difference in the shift of my energy. <laughs> We're going to talk about energy in a minute big shift in my energy when I do that. It just really sets me up for the day. And as a person that is highly sensitive, um, I think I might even be an empath and um, I'm definitely an introvert. I need that time for me to recharge because if I don't, I've talked about how important morning routines are. For me, it's very essential because I wake up, especially right now, and I'm with my kids 24-7, and I need some, I need some of that alone time to just recharge. Um, so I do, do when I do that first thing in the morning, it sets me up to have more patience. It sets me up, I just in a better energy state so I make better decisions for myself and that is going to lead me to the next aha moment that I started realizing is I have to learn how to manage my energy um, and 
what what do I mean by that? So I kind of said I'm highly sensitive. So I already I've really realized that in my life, <laughs> and I might be an empath. And, and the difference is, a highly sensitive person just is more aware to things like smells, taste, touch, emotions. We're just more in tuned with that kind of stuff. And then an empath is just somebody that is absorbs energy around them, and usually that's of other people. So say if somebody is um, being really negative. And, and feeling something like having anxiety or feeling whatever emotion, negative emotion, you're going to pick up and start feeling that emotion, even though you don't have anything to be sad about or anxious about, you're going to pick up on that person's emotions. Um, and I've picked up a lot of that when I would, like I said, when I would go out in public recently. And I do, I've already had that. Like when I go shopping, guys, and my husband has made comments about this, like I become scatterbrained and I didn't realize what it was for the longest time. I always just thought I was scatterbrained. But really, it was just like, there's just too, as being a highly sensitive person, it's like so much going on in the store, like people around me and like, I'm trying to remember what I need and then my kids and then everybody else and all their energy. And by the time I leave the grocery store, I just can't even think straight. And so a lot of times I forget things. A lot of times I couldn't talk right. <laughs> and it's, I know it sounds really weird, but you might be able to relate to this. So that's why I'm kind of, I'm sharing that with you. And I didn't realize like what it meant. I thought it was like, man, what is wrong with you? Like you can't go out in public and not get like scatterbrained or like can't, you know, just think right. And that was a lot of it is just the energy of everybody else trying to take that in. And um, anyways, so with all this said, I've realized that a lot of it is managing energy. Um, this is also going to go back to the time issue because I know all of us have been guilty about saying, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I, I've been guilty of that. I think that's just a mom thing. I think that's something that's just like you become a mom and it's like one of your sayings is I don't have enough time, right? Or, or one of these quote unquote excuses. I mean, within reason, it really is uh, true. But at the same time, I realized how much it's kind of a cop out. And I'm even saying that to myself because what I realized is I don't have a time issue. Like I had more time than usual. So yeah, I had to do the homeschooling. Yeah, there's, a couple of things I had to do that weren't I wasn't doing before quarantine. Like I started to had to take casein twice a week, an hour away for allergy shots, and that took up like three or four hours of my day on a couple of days out of the week. But essentially, I did have more time, but I didn't get more done. Like to be honest, I was actually less productive than before quarantine, and I'm like, why is that? And a lot of it had to do it was a mismanagement of my energy, and because I was mismanaging my energy, I wasn't doing the things that were positive because I was in such a negative energy. It's just like, it's just like a, a smile's contagious, right? Energy is contagious. So you wake up, you feel like shit. Like there's a lot of times I'd wake up and I'd have anxiety. I just wake up and have anxiety. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, why do I feel this way? But that would, I, that would transcend to the rest of my day. So what that would look like is a lot of times it would look like me making bad food choices and um, things that weren't nurturing to me. And then also, you know, watching too much TV. Um, and, and just taking naps and sleeping and like, once again, going to those buffering, um, and things to buffer out those emotions. So that's something I really noticed a lot. And so moving forward, I'm going to start focusing more on things that help me to manage my energy and to create positive energy around me. And I used, like I said, I used to do this where I used to meditate and journal more. And over the past like six months, I haven't really been doing that. And this was kind of a wake up call to like, okay, Jessica, you need to bring that back into your life because it really does make a difference. And it really is, I've realized 
true self-care. Um, so a lot of us think of self-care as, um, or we'll say things like, oh yeah, I took a bath, I shaved my legs, I did my makeup, I fixed my hair, went for a pedicure, um, I bought myself something. And we say that's like self-care. And you know, there is, I think there's definitely a place for that. But I think what gets overlooked is self-care from the inside. So those are outside things of self-care. Um, inside things of self-care is really dealing with like your emotions and learning who you are and becoming a better person and controlling, once again, your energy. So those are the things that I'm going to focus more is internal self-care and working through those things that brought got brought up to me. And so um, like I said, the things that got brought up to me just to kind of recap was that I still have that all or nothing perfectionist mindset that I need to work on. Um, I need to learn to to be okay with emotions that are negative and not always think that it means that I have to fix something or it means that I have to like go figure out to make a way to make myself feel better. And instead of like pushing down that emotion and buffering it, I need to um, just deal with it and feel through it and just let it pass and let it go and then move on and become more resilient in that way uh, moving forward. And then also I need to really learn how to coming back and uh, kind of all ties in together, managing my energy. So I'm bringing back my morning routine. I'm going to start journaling more through this, um, so dealing with those negative emotions that I I'm feeling and realize that I have a energy problem and not a time problem. And I think that was just such a good, um, lesson because a lot of us had, more time, right? We had more time. And I want to ask you, like looking back with no judgment to self, how did you spend that time? Do you feel uh, feel good about how you spent that time? And if you do, that is, that's awesome. That's amazing. But if you didn't, that's okay too, because here's the silver lining. Here is where it matters is instead of like, you know, us coming out of quarantine next week, for a lot of, for me, next week is me coming out of quarantine because I could go back to the gym. I could start getting back on my routine. I could start, you know, working again. And um, instead of just, you know, throwing the quarantine under the rug, everything that happened and just be like, oh, it is what it is. Why not use this as an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to um, better yourself, an opportunity to really, you know, look at those dark places of yourself that were uh, that were you know, brought into light for you to see. And instead of like wasting that, really go into it. That's what I really want to encourage you to, to like go into it, really think about it, really observe it. And what does it mean instead of letting this, you know, <laughs> like I said, just instead of putting it on the rug and moving on and not, I mean, there's just so much opportunity for growth in this quarantine time. It was us being put into this position that we've never been in together as a society um, or even individually. And I, there was a lot of emotions. There was a lot of things being stirred up. Those are things that it's a blessing in disguise. This is the silver lining that now we got those things brought up and now we can deal with it and we can evolve and we can transpire into somebody even better moving forward. And that's not, I, I think this even, I know this podcast is about fitness, right? I talk a lot about fitness, a lot about nutrition, um, but this is a mindset thing, guys. This is even transcending into like a spirituality thing, like whatever that means for you. But 
knowing that this all ties in together. You want a healthy lifestyle. Healthy lifestyle isn't just the fitness and the nutrition. It's a healthy mindset too. It's a healthy, I think everything, you know, just it, it relationship wise, spiritual spirituality, all that is part of being, having a healthy, well-rounded uh, lifestyle. And so really think about that, guys. Really think about that moving forward. And I want to know what you thought about this episode. If, uh, you know, if you if you dealt with a lot of this stuff, if you kind of felt when I was talking like, yeah, that was me. I dealt with that. I, I you know, like I said, I really wanted this to be awareness for you or inspire you to look into yourself. But also I want you to realize like you're not alone. Like there's so many things. And this is something I've learned as I've gotten older is a lot of those things that we're maybe even ashamed of or we feel bad about because we feel that way or we're falling into whatever spot downward spiral and it can feel like it's just us and I know what that feels like to beat yourself up and be like why are you like this because I did that for 10 years when I was depressed it was like what's wrong with you why are you like this why are you like this you're there's something wrong with you I felt like it was I was dealing with something that I was so alone in and within reality there are other people that had those same types of issues and in problems but the thing is we need to speak out and we need to talk about that and I want to um try to be vulnerable in that sense and show you guys that I don't have everything figured out. I don't have all my shit together, um, that I have setbacks. I still am dealing with a lot of the things that I inspire you guys to deal with. I might just be a couple of steps ahead of you, but by no means am I like far above you. Um, I I'm dealing with these things as well. I'm sharing my insights with you based on my experience with myself and working with other women and through my education. Um, but always realize that I'm right there with with you uh it's just in different levels okay like this journey never ends you never arrive to a final destination you just arrive to a next level a, a ne- the, the next level up okay so you're always like leveling up and there's all these 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 things that are happening through this journey but this journey is always continuous and don't ever think for one minute that I don't have setbacks everybody has setbacks any anybody that you inspire and I and it, or, uh, that inspires you they have setbacks but what I have found for to be true for me is I just get better at handling those setbacks and being more insightful and um, really learning through those instead of making it mean something about me because it's really easy when we have a setback to fall into that shame cycle of making it mean something about us when it's really just a human experience like everybody's going through this this stuff you know and the people that you look up to um they just have learned to to make the best of that moment and to make it a learning experience and to get back up because that's really all it's about there's always going to be a setback but you just learn to get better at getting back up and learning from the lesson and moving on. So, you know, take that for what it means. You know, I, I hope that spoke to you. Um, but really, if, if you listen to the podcast, let me know uh, what you thought about this episode. If you want to hear me share more things like this um, versus just, you know, the very more, you know, fitness and nutrition and all the those kinds of things. But, you know, mindset is such a big part of it, guys. And this falls into that and really learning to learn about yourself. It's a, it's a big learning experience. I, re- I When I first started fitness and nutrition and getting fit, I thought it was all about how I looked. And really, it turned into a self-discovery journey along the way. And that's what I really want to share with you guys. That's like the underlining through a lot of this is having that journey for yourself um, and me inspiring you to take that journey 
But um, I'm going to leave you guys with that. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you in next week's episode. But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. Bye for now. Hey there, mama. Are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost the majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get tone, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there and you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take, when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. So you're going to want to go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.